1: This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Anthony Crowell, the Dean and President of New York Law School, which just launched a Business of Law Institute and released a market research report called The Business of Law, a market research study to explore opportunities for New York Law School students, which helped to support the new initiative. Dean Crowell, how are you? Terrific, Ari. How are you? I'm well, it's a privilege to speak with you today. So tell us about your background and the genesis of the Business of Law Institute.
0: So I've been in New York law school, and I'm just entering my seventh year, but I came out of government practice for 15 years, and I was working in City Hall with Mayor Bloomberg. I was his counsel for 11 of those years, and what was interesting is I engaged in a lot of business process reengineering initiatives across the government, but obviously focusing largely on legal operations and the regulatory work of the city and it was clear to us the role that technology was beginning to play in the role of law offices and businesses everything from emergence of data privacy information security it was clear that lawyers not only play a critical role in the general legal functions of these offices, but also in informing how technologists need to develop applications in order to better function in terms of a a corporate environment. When I came to New York Law School, one of the key priorities that I laid down was really to look at the intersection of law and technology to understand the opportunities that our students would have that are emerging, not just in e-discovery, but really much further beyond that, looking at governance risk and compliance, looking at the development of what it was really a robust area of considerations and compliance. I certainly was heavily involved in conversations about GDPR. And it made really good sense for us to understand the opportunities in a very meaningful and holistic way and do it in a very studied way and so that was why we worked together to develop a working group and then working with you was a real pleasure and a benefit to us to have somebody who understood the industry but also understood how we could frame the right questions to the right people to get the answers we needed as to how a law school in the 21st century could really step forward and have a meaningful impact for its students but also meet market needs. And not shoot from the hip in developing programs, but really shoot for what the market wanted and needed.
1: You mentioned that I had the privilege of supporting the research for this study. Why did the law school and the leadership team feel it was necessary to begin the process with market research?
0: Oftentimes in legal ed, programs are developed in a way that isn't necessarily geared at what the market wants. Uh, It's often geared at what we as educators and uh, scholars and practitioners believe uh, new lawyers should know. But I think when you're looking at something that is really about building skills and understanding how technology and the new applications that technology is being used to really create opportunities to better deliver legal services deliver them faster more cheaply and at scale we needed to understand better what the market was looking for in terms of the opportunities a law school could seize to train it's fair to say that while we have a very broad and extremely experienced array of faculty We didn't have any in-depth experience on our faculty in terms of these emerging technologies and how they're being used in legal practice. Having the benefit of a market study that cut across the different sectors using technology really was important for us to ensure that we not only understood the range of considerations we needed to take into account, but also the range of opportunities, how different employers viewed lawyers with certain skills, and also what the kind of training was that they wanted to see new lawyers come out of law school possessing. It was important for us to hear directly from the market how we could deliver to them well-informed and well-trained new lawyers.
1: One of the mandates was that this be a broad-based project. Why was it so important to combine qualitative interviews, quantitative analytics, and student focus groups?
0: The interviews were really critical to understand what leaders in the industry, people who do the hiring, people who are developing applications, people who are seeing the proliferation of technology in the delivery of legal services, what's on their mind? How are they thinking about how they will build staffs to do this work? Many of these people are pioneers in these industries and they're developing their skills and their experience in real time rather than necessarily having studied them somewhere rather than having developed them in an academic setting. And so it's really tapping into that perspective that says, okay, um, not all training can be done on the job. Not all learning can be done in in the office setting. How can a law school start to give students graduating in, in the 21st century an advantage to understand what, quote unquote, the business of law really entails? And how can we give them skills to come out with a level of fluency and a level of comfort in terms of hitting the ground running when it comes to using technology to perform any variety of the functions we've been talking about.
1: What were the key findings that are helping to drive this initiative?
0: Well, one of the things that I questioned when we undertook this study is, is there an opportunity for a specialized degree or something that really gave shape to something other than just a JD, and it really seemed that there wasn't that much of an appetite or need in the market for that. I think what we saw, and I was, and this was exactly why you do a market study, there was an, an interest in understanding what a law school could give in terms of academic programs as well as hands-on experiential learning for students, and that would actually carry the most weight in addition to a rich core legal education. The other thing I was interested in is knowing whether and how there was a market for businesses to send um, staff members they have who may not be lawyers for additional legal education. And it seemed that there's there's an interest in getting them some level of training, but not necessarily, again, a specialized degree. And so maybe there's certificate programs that might be of value. Maybe there's some master classes and CLEs that can be fashioned for non-lawyers. There wasn't necessarily a call for a new full-blown degree program. And that's probably the kind of response most law schools would do. They would go to creating an LLM, go to creating some sort of specialized master's. And so I was glad to know that the market was really focused on How are you giving students hands-on experiential training before they graduate? Is there also an avenue to create pipeline from law school into a variety of work settings where students could get this training and then be considered for jobs upon graduation? And I thought it was very beneficial to hear the perspectives from a wide variety of folks from either large law firms, corporate settings, government agencies. It was very helpful.
1: I thought it was really interesting that some of the commentary focused on finding ways to align the alumni relationships with the ability to give students more practical experience. And it seems as if you have managed to align those two perspectives. Was there anything about the research that surprised you?
0: I think the research affirmed some of the notions that we had as we were going into this. I think it's helpful for us to be able to leverage our alumni who are working in these spaces and have them also talk to our students. I think our students gain an appreciation for what could be the possibilities by having this interface. We're benefited by the fact that so many of our alumni are in a diverse array of legal careers and many are on the on the cutting edge in this space right now and also we're one of the schools who has among the largest representations of any law school in the financial services industry in compliance jobs fintech and it's very beneficial for us to really be in new york to have the connections with alums to have students who are experiencing this while well in school and it sort of carries through a narrative for other students who are coming up through the years about opportunities in this space that they'll now be able to explore more fully as a result of the programs we're creating.
1: Speaking of those programs, how is the research guiding the development of the Business of Law Institute?
0: The Business of Law Institute is going to start first and foremost with a series of programs with leaders. We're going to really tap into that alumni group that we talked about and some other experts who will come in and teach master classes that will give an in-depth review of different areas of focus, perhaps it could be data privacy, the general use of artificial intelligence, blockchain, the different contexts in which the biggest, most pressing issues come up. And then we're also going to be providing opportunities through learning labs for the students to use the technological resources up close and personal. And so they'll actually be able to put their hands on it and start to gain experience assisting alums and others who will supervise them in in a structured work setting. So it's very exciting, and I think it's more meaningful. One of the things is there hasn't been uh, an incredible shortage of conversation. Lots of law schools have had a conversation about getting into this space. The one thing that I haven't seen as much of a focus on is that hands-on experience. But the ability for a law school to say to its students, you not only need to know the substantive issues and the substantive legal framework for how things work, but you also need to know how to actually engage with the technology in a way that allows you to produce a quality product and that you understand not just theory, but you understand practice and impact. It's something that we're very excited about We're obviously engaging with a variety of software vendors now who will help us to get our students' hands on their products. And then they will use those products, obviously, in the work setting, whether it be at banks or consulting firms, law firms, government agencies. That'll be nice for them to sort of have that arc of information, knowledge development and training both at school, but also in a practical setting where they're producing real work product.
1: How does this new initiative reflect the trajectory of legal education and the profession?
0: More than ever, legal education has to embrace what's going on in the wider world. It always has, but but really you have to look at the legal services industry is changing radically. The way lawyers do their jobs is training the way companies undertake their corporate responsibilities, their compliance efforts, their risk management efforts information governance, privacy, everything has a very heavy regulatory overlay. We have to understand what that regulatory overlay means. We have to understand why it's in place. We have an obligation to teach our students those things. But we also have an obligation then to help our students understand the practical implications and how to actually navigate complex environments where those regulatory complexities have a real-world impact. It can't be just high theory. It has to be about understanding how to take that knowledge and put it to work for the everyday task at hand.
1: This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Anthony Crowell, the dean and president of New York Law School, which just launched a Business of Law Institute and released a market research report called The Business of Law, a market research study to explore opportunities for New York Law School students which helped to support the new initiative. It's been a privilege. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ari.
0: Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals Podcast. Visit reinventingprofessionals.com or Ari Kaplan Advisors.com to learn more.